Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Virginia Tech, the Hokies are preparing for a bowl game. Bill Roth will join us for the Cowan Gates Hokies update today at 1.30. And special guest announcement Thursday at 2.30 p.m. right here on 910 The Fan. The head football coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Brett Pry will join AWOD Radio. That's tomorrow, Thursday, at 2.30. Set your alarms, set a clock, put it on your calendar. You don't want to miss it, the Virginia Tech head coach, as they prepare for a bowl game. And there was some big news as the entire receiving core for the Virginia Tech Hokies announced they will not be entering the transfer portal. They will be returning to Virginia Tech as the Hokies look to build off of this year's success getting to 500 and getting a bowl game. Nick Ashu will join us to go around the NFL at 2 p.m. and pick some winners. You can hear him on BetMGM tonight, available on the Odyssey app. But it is 1 p.m., which means it's time to open up the phone lines here on Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, 833-804-0910, where we ask you, do you think the Commanders are going to move back to D.C.? That's the lead question on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. 833-804-0910. Will Josh Harris be able to move the Commanders back to the nation's capital? Now that we heard there's potential for the Wizards and the Capitals to move out of the district and to Alexandria, Virginia. And Stubb, look, we were doing the show yesterday, and I was I was kind of joking around about how I'm turning into this sports Grinch about how Everything in the sports world's upsetting me. My football team's not relevant. You know, basically 30 teams haven't been eliminated. Washington has no chance to get into the postseason. You know, my basketball team is bad uh, with the Washington Wizards. VCU was struggling, uh, did get a win last week against Alcorn State. So I was turning into this sports Grinch. But man, did this news this morning make me even more Grinchier. It's it's getting worse and worse. I can feel the energy yeah. increasing in negativity. Look every at minute. my skin. It's usually pale and red. It's turning green. <laughs> I'm turning I'm into the sports. A little, little extra hair growing too. Yeah, You're getting a little furry. I know. And and just look. I, I hope that the commanders can move back to D.C. But just such depressing news today with the with the potential of a monumental move from the Washington Wizards away from D.C. and to. Alexandria. And so, question we have for you today is, do you think the commanders are going to move back to D.C.? And I just, I hate to say it, but I doubt it, right? Like, how did D.C. drop the ball on basketball, right? I mean, my goodness, uh, Monumental showing highlights right now from a game from 1999 that features Michael Jordan at the MCI Center. And I might have been at that game. Growing up, going to Wizards games was the greatest. And going to Capitals games. And there's just something about going into D.C. for a D.C. sporting event that made it so great. And I felt the same way as a kid going to the RFK site where the commanders used to play. And I just, I I fear that Capital One now is going to turn into a dormant old building that doesn't get the attention it needs. And that 
Maryland and Virginia are going to have the money to pony up for the commanders. And we, you know, I felt all along that it was going to be FedEx 2.0 as the site that the commanders would end up playing. Why? Because Landover and Maryland has already put together a package to make Landover a town center and to expand the restaurants and the shopping in that area to make Skins fans have something to do before and after games. Maryland wants the commanders. Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, they're all in on sports teams. Does D.C. even care? You know, with all the crime going on right now, and they didn't even have enough money to keep the basketball and the hockey team, are they going to be able to secure the football team? I have my reservations. I really doubt it. I think we're going to have to travel to Landover still for the next 10 or 15 years to watch the football team play. I have no faith, not in Josh Harris, but in the D.C. government to get this done. Bring them to Richmond. Well, then we don't got to go far. <laughs> yeah, it's just the problem is, is that won't happen. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think I almost think there's a better chance that they would go to uh, Virginia Beach than, than it is that they come to Richmond. Nothing against Richmond. I just... Uh, I don't see the football team coming there. We've already botched it with the training camp facility, right? With Bon Secours. How's that going? Have you driven by there recently? There's nothing. It's a graveyard. I went there as a kid. I mean, right? my mom went to the training camp. And, yeah. Uh, God, that's how cool. young you are. It was cool back then. It was then. like five years ago. You were a kid <laughs> five years ago. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But no, Bon Secours, what are they doing with that era? They had the Iron Blossom Festival. Heard it was terrible. I Why would you pay that. to go to that? I just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating with, you know, governments kind of dropping the ball on sports, it seems like. And I, I know how much sports can help the economic development of an area. And I just, I doubt that the commanders are going to move to D.C. I just, I don't know how they get it done. And yet, we've got games to be played. Season's not over. Commanders are going to be without linebacker. Jamin Davis out for the season with a shoulder injury as they try. As they get ready and prepare to face off against their former offense coordinator and Sean McVay and the red-hot L.A. Rams. Rams are playing well. Commanders are not. Jay Glazer suggests the commanders should reach out to Pittsburgh Steelers about Mike Tomlin. We've heard reports the Patriots are going to move on from Bill Belichick. What's going to happen with the commanders in the future? If you want to chime in, Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Let's go to line one. Is this Steve in Chesterfield County? What's going on, Steve? Hey, Awad. How you doing? I'm good, man. Good, good. I've been, been admiring your radio show from afar for quite a while, so uh, you're doing a great job. Hey, I just wanted to uh, address your question, and I think first we got to kind of start with, um, yeah, the Wizards caps. They're moving out of D.C. We get it. But I'm, a little, I'm just slightly older than you, and I'm joking when I say that, mm -hmm. but I remember a time we used to see the Bullets at the Cap Center in Landover. The Capitals, you had to go see them at the Cap Center in Landover. And then they moved to D.C., and now they're making a move to Alexandria. So it's kind of like the evolution of, you know, sports team, the sports team moving in the local area. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's good for the Virginia economy, and I see it as a plus-plus you know, like Ted, like Grant Paulson pointed out, you know, the crime issue in D.C. and a lot of major cities. So moving over to Alexandria, it's going to be a lot safer for people. Um, and I think, you know, you'll have the state police, probably the local police in Alexandria. So that's a good move. And 
and also uh, economically. And then the other thing concerning the commanders, I got to think Josh Harris is kind of looking over his shoulder now and taking note of what Ted is doing. Now, maybe the D.C. government's holding back a little their funds in a move to maybe get the commanders to come back to D.C., but... You know, we'll see what happens. Steve, can you compare what it was like when you were you're talking about these Wizards and Capital One uh, Capital games when they were outside of the city and when they were in the city? I mean, which did you enjoy more? Um, I gotta say, it's better. You know, living in this area for a while, it's better going into D.C. than into Maryland. Uh, as you know, you know, FedEx feels quite pretty far. And for those who don't remember, where the Cap Center was it really was on the 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 uh, other side of the Beltway, um, just east of the uh, uh, FedEx field. So, I mean, those were fun times, but it was, it was, it was hard to get there, and it's tough to get you know, out of FedEx field uh, now. Yeah. So for those complaining about having just to go on the other side of the river, um, that's, you know, that's, that's a little bit... Uh, no, but I think it could be... Bi- I think it's a little bigger than that, Steve. It's just the, it's the image. Like, do you consider yourself a D.C. sports fan? Absolutely. All, and and do you feel some teams. do you feel some kind of way if the DC sports teams are playing outside of DC? I don't like FedEx so <clears throat> to addressing your question. Yeah, I do feel some kind of way about that. Yeah. I think that's what but it comes how- down to, right? I mean, is I want the DC sports teams to be in DC and you know, maybe it's just because of my childhood memories, but I have some really great memories going to Wizards and Caps games and hanging around Chinatown. Right, and I used to go to, I went to a few games at RFK Stadium, and that was a lot more, it definitely was a better vibe there than it is at FedEx Field, which yeah. is just turned into a mess. So, you know, I hope, I hope Ted's going to be, I think they're going to be pretty successful, you know, with the Wizards and the Caps, and right now, just to add a footnote, I think they, you know, they're embar- the Wizards are very embarrassing right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really frustrated with them. I think maybe Wes Unsell's not the guy to carry him to the promised land, uh, maybe he should be reassigned because they can't even play basic defense. So yeah. that's my two cents worth. That's a great point, man. And I appreciate the call. It's not a fun time for DC sports fans, but I appreciate the energy and the passion. Thanks a lot, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. Yep. Take care. God bless. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. Zach Joaquin will be joining us in the 2 p.m. hour as there is some breaking news. VCU basketball senior guard Joe Bamisil was set to testify as a representative for the seven state AGs But after prepping and being called on, lawyers and the judge informed him that they didn't need any further witnesses. And so Zach is going to join us in the 2 p.m. hour and break that down further and how that will affect VCU basketball and the senior guard, Joe Bamisil. But joining us right now, let's give a very warm welcome and applause to Amy, who is our wonderful sales representative here. And uh, you have come to collect your prize. I have come to collect. Now, of course, we've been talking about it all season long. Christopher, you participated in it, the Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. And let me hear that Survivor sound effect here because I've been having a lot of fun with this pool. I am a diehard Survivor fan. I want to be Jeff Probst after he goes on 
and retires. I want to host the show. And so we've been doing our own Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. Each week, you have to pick a team. Once you use that team, you cannot use them again. If your team loses, you are eliminated. And unfortunately, I only lasted seven weeks. And it wasn't very fun after I was eliminated. Amy, you advanced all the way to the finals. All the way. Now, I will say, before we talk about your your victory here, there have been formal complaints filed from folks here at the office because they believe that you are not selecting the teams yourself. Do you you care to comment? I, I will comment because I have a confession to make. Okay. That every single week, my husband made the pick for me. So it was a team effort in our household. Stop! I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> what what percentage of the profits will he be receiving? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, it, it's all ours. It goes to the household. Of course, he's thinking this will help pay for some Christmas gifts. So, right. You know. You know, I I personally don't have an issue with it. Right. Yeah. Like I, I told the the women of the office, hey, take Thursday night, go home, talk to your families, talk to your son and daughter about what team you'd like to select. But because we have a formal complaint that was filed, before I can hand you the winning <laughs> the winning money, I do think that you might need to participate in another competition. Oh yeah. To prove your football knowledge, okay? Could you could you tell us who the quarterback of the Washington Commanders is? I cannot tell you who the quarterback is. <laughs> can you is. can you give us a try? Yeah. Um Jim. His he, name is Jim. His name is Slinging Blank howl. Slinging. I really hope my husband or any of my friends and family are not listening to this right now. I I got got nothing. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me one Redskins legend? Right? There's a wall of legends behind you right there of the greatest Redskins. No, don't cheat. Amy, don't cheat. (laughs) I'm cheating again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Somebody with the last name Taylor. Sean Taylor. Oh my! All right. How about this? All right. We, we'll we'll put trivia aside. What if we made you do some kind of football physical task? You know, jumping through hoops, catching footballs to receive the money. I can try. I'm yeah. good at the underhand. I oh, can, oh, you yeah. are. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Yeah. All right. So, all right, we'll put together a task here. All uh, right, because uh-huh. I don't think it's fair to just hand you hundreds of dollars. For the work that your husband did. Well, how about this? How about the fact that the second place person in this pool knows everything about football and the NFL, and I have decided to share some of my proceeds with her. Oh, really? Yes, I have. Will you be tipping your dealer? Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I mean, Stubb works really hard on the ones and twos. All right, so we'll decide that on on a later date, but uh, we did want to do an impromptu dude food right here on 910 The Fan because... Today is our Odyssey holiday party, thanks to the big boss BZ putting this together, and uh, we've had a lot of really good things, and so, all right, let me just tell tell you this, Amy, these meatballs are amazing. The meatballs might be the best thing that I've ever had. I agree. Yes, they are. Do you know who made the meatballs? uh, Carrie Todd. Oh, really? Senior Vice President of Sales here. She made those. She makes them every year. I They're could, her go-to. I could bathe in this sauce. Oh. I mean, this sauce is amazing. So, meatballs, 10 out of 10 for me. Stubb, what are you giving it? That's a ten out of ten okay. meatball. That's 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 a top tier meat. And I, I need to shout out JC on the mic for delivering food to us, yep. of course, while we do our show. The macaroni. Amazing. 
Got a little bit of uh, breadcrumbs in here. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. juicy. Yeah, that's that's a good, kind of goes a long way, feeds the masses, a good starch for a, a potluck type uh, meal. So th- and they did a good job. I'm not sure who made that, though. What did you make today? I brought two items. Okay. Ooh. I did extra credit. The, yeah, I did the broccoli casserole. I don't know if you. I don't see any of that on your plate. No, That's okay. I stayed away from the veggies. But That's all right. What um, is? How do you make a broccoli cra- casserole? Is that a lot of mayonnaise? No, it's a lot of cream of something. In this okay. case, it was cream of celery. Oh. It's a dump and turn on the crock pot. That was it. Um, and do then you, I do. Did, you- like broccoli casserole, do you kind of just make it? No, I do. Okay. But I, I think we needed some more green down there. Everything yeah. was like meat products, so we <laughs> it was brought... it was very meat, meat heavy. Yeah, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sausage party. Right? Yeah. Um, and then I did the caprese salad wreath. It was shaped as a wreath. There's a tree in the middle. I don't know whether you recognize that, but it was um, it was a labor of love to put that together. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. the pictures looked great. Um, this cheese bread is also amazing. Do you I know? did not try that. Yeah. Oh, you really? I did oh, not. It looks it's like good. extra cheesy. And then what what else do we have here, Stubb? You went down and took a picture of everything. I, I actually thought that cheese bread was mashed potatoes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I was not sure based on the consistency. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of dips. A lot of chips and dips to go yeah. with things. Quality dips are just kind of... Yeah, I think so. I think they're... I, I grabbed maybe a tzatziki uh-huh. with some bread. I'm not sure. I haven't tried it yet. They look like some uh, maybe buff chick dip. I don't know. Okay. Amy, what did you orange. like? Um, I liked the uh, potato casserole. It's like a hash brown potato I'm just... Casserole. I'm kind of out on casserole. I don't I, know. It's I not my thing. Oh, I'm all and really? the, um, You have them on your plate. You haven't eaten them yet, but the brie bites were fantastic. Like a little crescent oh, this roll little thing with here? the brie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah, good. I do like a little crescent roll. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you got. That's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was only one soda that I saw, and no punch, which I thought there was, oh, a, really? there was a, a lacking yeah, in liquor. Lacking beverages, yeah. yes. Yeah, where's the liquor at, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, That's for later. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I appreciate you stopping mm-hmm. by, um, and thanks to everyone for putting together this holiday party. It was a ton of fun. How about that meeting? I mean, wasn't that exhilarating? Uh, I was just feel inspired. Yeah. I do. I mm-hmm. learned so much. Mm-hmm. I learned right. so much. It was incredible. Well, Amy, thanks for stopping by. Thanks. Uh, you won the big bucks here, but we're not going to give you the money until you mm-hmm. do a little bit mm-hmm. of a, a physical competition. Here. I think she's earned it. You think she's earned it? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. We'll, we'll put it out to the listeners. If you think Amy has earned the money because her husband made all the correct choices <laughs> we do. For, for 14 straight weeks. We need to get your job. husband on the show. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. like yes. because We could get him to sign up for the Circus Survivor Pool next year. Mm-hmm. Winner gets eighteen million. Wow! Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. Well, maybe we need Put to your play kids the college. We need to play the lottery then. So yeah, maybe really. we're just feeling lucky. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Amy. Thanks for having me. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home. For the Virginia Tech Hokies, and we are just two weeks away, two weeks from today, the Military Bowl with Virginia Tech against Tulane. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline for the Cowan Gates Hokies update, it's Bill Roth. What's going on, Bill? Wow, what a busy day it has been uh, already for Virginia Tech. Yeah, we're two weeks away from uh, the bowl game. We've got men's basketball, women's basketball this weekend, the the, the big announcement in Potomac Yard from earlier today. So it is already, it's only 1.30 in the afternoon, but it's been a big day in the Virginia Tech world for sure. The big news for me was when I saw basically the entire receiving core for the Hokies announced they are returning next season. How about that? 
It's huge for Tech. Uh, Ollie Jennings, of course, was injured in that Old Dominion game, mm -hmm. the first uh, week of the year against ODU, uh, his former team. But uh, uh, Daywon Felton and Jalen Lane and Stephen Gosnell have all announced they're coming back next year. And, and those guys, those three had 17 touchdowns, and you know, Jennings had two. So that's 19 touchdowns from those four guys from last year, over 100 catches among that quartet. And obviously the Hokies got better as the season went along, and it's nice to know that Drones is back. His top receivers are back. And now the question is for, for Tech post-bowl is where is Tootin a year from now? Mm. And uh, if they shuls with the Hokies, wow, what a what a different offseason it will be and what a different you know ramp up to the 24 season it will be for Virginia Tech specifically on the offensive side of the ball yeah i mean especially nowadays in the era the transfer portal and NIL to have so many guys already commit to returning to the program it is huge huge for the direction that we want to take this program yeah i mean it's it's the look the portal impacts everyone and there are several hokies that are leaving you know, as as we know uh, but if you look at what they did a year ago by they i mean the tech coaching staff in, in bringing kids in from the portal who impacted the team. Uh, you know, they've got a nice uh, system set up with Triumph and the way that they can, they can deliver some NIL money to kids. Uh, I think they have a good plan. I don't know that they can outspend others, but I think if we learned anything, Adam, from Texas A&M is you, you can't buy everybody. You, no matter how much oil money you might have, uh, pun intended, pumping into your NIL funds, uh, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about spending it wisely and building a culture where kids want to be there and, and want to play and, and practice and, and, and build a program. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen at Texas A&M. You can make the argument it's not happening at Miami. Those schools are spending so much money through the, through the portal. So there's an incredible system at place at Tech, and, and I wrote in my column online that you know, I think at Tech, they're, they're valuing culture over C-notes. Mm. So the money is important. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's important. But you can't out – I mean, Texas A&M showed that. You can't just buy 75 football players and, and win. It, there, there's more to it than that. And anyone who's played football or coached football knows um, what, what a winning team is. And, and you start throwing big money around in there, you've got egos and problems and why is he getting this? And, and there has to be things more important. Not that it's not important, but there have to be things that are more important than money. This is the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth on AWOD Radio. Bill, what has practice been like leading up to the military bowl? And what do you think Coach Pry has been emphasizing in practice leading well, up it's, to this it's bowl? Well, it was, it was finals time. So it was doing projects. Uh, they'll mm -hmm. get back on the practice field uh, now. We still have two weeks. Uh, so... You know, the one thing we don't know is who's playing for Tulane. Uh, we know their head coach, Willie Fritz, left and went to Houston. We know that now we know that Slade Nagel, who was going to go with him, reportedly is that's not going to happen. He's going to stay and be the coach for this game. Uh, Tulane went and hired John Sumrall from Troy. So we know who the next Troy coach will be. Uh, but we don't know necessarily who all the players will be for Tulane. They've had a bunch of guys opt out. Uh, it's hard, and I'm trying. It's hard to get a, a two deep, uh, and I can understand maybe Tulane doesn't want everyone to know who's playing. Uh, but but it's hard to prepare. You, you, you know, you, I don't know how Slade Nagel's going to differ differ than Willie Fritz. Who knows, right? 
Uh, so you you expect they've got they they lost their top receiver who's great, but they got their quarterback and and he as of today as of Wednesday December thirteenth is going to play in the game in two weeks. But you know kids are opting out now, right? We saw Drake May of Carolina opt out of the Mayo Bowl yesterday. Yeah. So so things can happen. I think. Uh, you know, once we get back on the practice field here and, and get going again, we'll have a sense of what the Hokies are going to try to do. Bill, can you tell me what is Virginia Tech's history with the military bowl? Hokies have played there a couple of times against Cincinnati and split. Uh, the nice thing for this year's game is the Hokies have sold their allotment of tickets. So it should be a Tech crowd, not that uh, we expect anything else up in an in a area like Annapolis, which is so close to the DMV. And how about the Hokies' recent bowl history? Hokies haven't won a bowl game since 2016. Mm. Didn't realize now, it's been that long. It's been that long, yeah. So, and, and, and there's been some weird, you know, we had the COVID year and whatnot, but this is the first time that Tech fans, because it's a drivable bowl game for just about everyone in Hokie Nation, this is the first time in a while since probably that, that bowl game in Charlotte which was in 2015 when Tech played Arkansas, that we've had a you know, a ramp up where you can do events around the bowl game and we'll do a lot of events. We're going to do a big hokey club and radio show the night before the game at the D.C. Hilton, and uh, we expect a big D.C. turnout for sure. Bill, I'd love to hear your take on how Kyron Jones has improved and progressed throughout this season. Well, I think once he got the opportunity to play, uh, his development was really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, going into the season, he didn't win the starting job, and that was Grant Wells. But it wasn't until the Rutgers game where he became the starter. In the Rutgers and Marshall games, they really ran the old offense, which was tailored for Wells. And then the following week, they they clearly changed. They put more of this misdirection offense in with counterplays and Jalen Lane more than just a receiver, a motion guy coming around and just before every play. Uh, he did a great job, Kyron did, running the option. And sometimes it was his call to make. Early it wasn't. You know, early they said, you know, fake, fake the pitch and keep it. And, and, and the, the coaches made that call. But midway through the season, by the time we got to the Wake Forest, and Syracuse, Wake Forest, Pitt, and Syracuse games, he was making that call. And then by the time you get to the BC road game and then the you know, UVA to end the season, that, that was all Kyron. And, and those were some big tech put up, what, 600 yards at BC and 570 in Charlottesville. So, you know, they did really well. Or he did really well as the season went along, and that's what's so exciting. Again, looking forward to next year with having that quarterback returning. This is the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth, play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies. And I'm sure in your meetings and conversations with Coach Pry, you've heard this. Explain to our audience, how does Coach Pry explain the culture that he's building in Blacksburg? Very similar to what Coach Beamer built in the mid-90s, which Pry was a part of as a graduate assistant. It revolves around, from a recruiting standpoint, building relationships with kids and their parents long before they ever get to campus so that you, you really are recruiting and getting to know 10th graders and 11th graders, and they get to know you, and you get to know them. And in and, and, and Pry's perspective of this, that means that Kids really want to be there because they know what you're about, and they're less likely to hit the portal now. He, he, he thinks the relationship aspect of it is the most important thing. You know, they got to be really good at, at, at development, player ID, you know, identify the really good kids that can play and win, and then develop them. Because, you know, we've had really good high school football in Virginia, and if you can come to Tech and develop and get to the next level like so many of the kids 
did in the Beamer era, it, it's a pretty good formula for the kids too, right? You go to school at Tech and then you play in the league for a while. And, and that's what he wants to get back to. So uh, culture, relationships are the, are the words you hear an awful lot around Pry. That's Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update. Today was a monumental day for the Capitals and the Wizards. Also a big day for Virginia Tech with that move to the Potomac Yards. We'll discuss that next. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. We're always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. It's the best app out there for play-by-play music and sports talk, giving you the ability to pause the show, run some errands, rewind, and then pick up right where you left off. Always available on the free Odyssey app. And joining us once again for the Cowan Gates Hokies update is Bill Roth. Bill, thanks for sticking around. My pleasure. It's good to talk with you, talk about the Hokies in Richmond. Absolutely. So let's get to the news from this morning about the Caps and the Wizards move to Potomac Yards and Virginia Tech campus at that site. Yeah, so this is really an interesting story and there's a lot to unpack there's a sports side to it because it deals with teams in two different major leagues right the nba and the nhl it deals with the team moving two teams moving uh there's an economic development aspect for it for city of alexandria and the commonwealth of virginia that's why you saw leadership from the governor was there governor youngkin's there and, and and people from from the city uh and there's an academic side to it in in that it's virginia tech uh, it's home. The, the innovation campus at Virginia Tech is part of a development where Amazon has moved and Raytheon and Boeing has moved its headquarters there. Uh, they put a, a metro stop, the Potomac Yard VT metro stop on the yellow line there, and it's all under construction, but there's 70 acres that were available. And uh, the Caps and Wizards owner, Ted Leonsis, announced earlier today, along with the governor, about a, a move. Now, it still has to be approved by everyone in Richmond, and I know that the city of D.C. has made a counteroffer as well. Um, but this, you know, there's a lot to unpack. From an academic standpoint, for what it would mean for Virginia Tech, it's it's huge. I mean, I think that's why, if you watched it today, you saw Ted Leonsis wearing a Virginia Tech tie in yeah. the press conference, um, partnering an NHL and an NBA team with Virginia Tech's innovation campus is huge. And I've heard from just about every student in our in our sports media and analytics program at Tech already today. What does it mean? And I don't know. All right there, there there's more unanswered questions. Uh, but we know that that this facility. By the way, this isn't like the Warriors moving from Oakland to San Francisco, right? This is what three miles, three and a half miles. No, but I would argue it's the idea of the DC sports team not playing in the city. Right. Well, that's about like that's about eighty percent of major league teams now, isn't it? No, it is, but there's just, to me, and I grew up going to Wizards and Capitals right. games, it will never be the same as well, when you used to I think to Atlanta Braves fans, you know, they moved Truist Park to Cobb County. Right, right. The, right. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's, the, that's the way it's going. I mean, I think if you look at it from a, a nostalgic point of view, I mean, there are still Brooklyn Dodger fans that, that hate the Dodgers because they moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the Wizards and the Caps... They're not moving to Los Angeles. They're, like I said, they're not moving to Pontiac, Michigan. I think that this would be, you know, again, it hasn't gone through yet, right? 
I just think this is the future. It offers way more than downtown D.C. can. Um, we have an opportunity, at least from an academic standpoint, if it goes through, uh, you know, to align tech with with this. Um, I think it's I mean, this could be the biggest thing that's ever happened in Virginia Tech athletics history. And it would be the greatest sports story in the history of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Two pro, Virginia is the largest state in America that doesn't have a major league team. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, today is probably the greatest day in the history of Virginia sports. You're going to have to explain what you mean by that more. Because Virginia is the ninth largest state in America that does not have a major league team, and now it could have two. I know, I get that, and I'm from Northern Virginia, but to me, I, I just uh, I can't too much about D.C. You know? name, one, name one thing that's ever happened in Virginia that would be bigger than this. I don't think you can. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. And again, it hasn't happened yet. Right. But for the Commonwealth of Virginia, if it goes through, to get two teams, that's pretty big, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just, uh, it's the nostalgia. It's the well, nostalgia yeah, well, that's holding me back. You know? Well, I know. Like I said, there's, there's people that, that claim that the Los Angeles Dodgers are a fraud team. Right. Right, if you're from Brooklyn. But that's, you know, change is hard, and I get it. Look, we know, right? It, it stinks. But if, you're a, if you live in Northern Virginia, it's a lot easier to get there. It might be a lot easier to get there now. And I get it, right? If, you live, if you're a Braves fan from, you know, uh, you know, from the city or from Fulton County, you're like, why are we going all the way up to Cobb to see a game? And if you're a Niners fan, you're like, wait a minute. We played here. We won Super Bowls here. This is where Joe Montana threw the great passes, and now they're, they're – they're in a different city. Uh, this is 3.4 miles away. So I, you know, I don't know that it's, this isn't like I said, this isn't like the Detroit Pistons and the Red Wings moving to Pontiac. It's, it's, it's just a change in metro stops. But for the Commonwealth of Virginia and for Tech, it could be huge. Let's get to the Hokies basketball team. Hunter, you disagree Couture. with me? I love it. I mean, I mean, I just—it's—it's it's just the nostalgia. That—that's absolutely what it is, and it will never be the same for me. And, and look, my dad's living in an Alexandria right now, and you know, he's not happy about this. How it's going to lead to more traffic? Northern Virginia traffic sucks already. You know. I think if you, uh, how many Wizards or Caps games does your dad go to, though? Probably ten, fifteen a year. This will be easier for him to get there, won't it? It might be, but it might be a nightmare trying to get out of there. You know, you know that's a point. I mean, that, you know, I know we, we have that issue now, though, right? I mean, I know that when Virginia Tech played in the ACC championship game, uh, I'm sorry, the NCAA tournament game, remember that game they played? Remember the Hokies played? They played Duke, remember? Mm-hmm. They had to empty the arena before the game was going, before the game ended, uh, because the Metro was going to shut down. Yeah. I think, so, I think my hesitation about a lot of this also has to do with the fact that the Wizards are awful right now, and as a diehard fan, it pains me to watch them play. You know, yeah, I get you. And yeah. I'll say this. This has nothing to do with fandom. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There's an economic development side of it. Yeah. There's an academic side of it. And then there's the future. Like, is the future 30 years from now, 30 years from now, is, are, are where the Caps and Wizards playing, is that going to be sustainable? Right. I don't and think so. With with how many people are moving away from cities around the country, you know, so, and and t- um, you know, Rick Snyder had a great column about this on thefandc.com, where it, it's almost like Leonsis had no choice here because of the clean slate that Virginia can offer him. 
Look, there's you know there's some leverage here, right? I mean, if 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 Mayor Bowser comes back with something amazing, uh, who knows what might happen, right? Or the mm-hmm. state legislature in, in Richmond kills it. But from a from a you know he talked about if you watch the press conference, he uh, Ted Leonsis talked about you know they have seventy acres with right. bars and restaurants, just like what the Atlanta Braves did, and it's been a huge success, and. But but it's it's a bit different, right? I mean, you're talking two different teams, but I think it has an opportunity to be something really good. And I'm just I'm just glad that Virginia Tech's partnered with this, and uh, it gives it gives us uh, an Amazon and Boeing. The, the, the whole innovation campus is is really exciting. Yeah, can and, you speak more about the partnership with Virginia Tech on this? Well, if you look at the map, it's basically adjacent to the Virginia Tech Innovation Campus, right? And, and you know, it's. Virginia Tech's always headquarters will always be our home is in Blacksburg. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but the majority of our alums are in Northern Virginia. I think everyone knows that too. Yeah, yeah. and there, there's the 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 business and the 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 grow. I mean, the the the, the financial backing of the university, whether it's from the, our donor base or from our season ticket sales or from government contracts, is for the most part. Between, in, in Richmond and Northern Virginia, again, that's that you'd have to talk to the, the, the fundraisers and the people in university advancement and, and the university president to get, get the official numbers on that. But, I mean, you can just see why Northern Virginia is so important. You know, so so when you see a company like Boeing headquarter at the, at the Virginia Tech Innovation Campus, that's a huge that's that's the world's largest aerospace engineering company, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not Boeing, it's what Airbus. But the, you know, to have that part of to build your Northern Virginia Innovation Center and your campus there around that is amazing. And and if you look at the map, I mean, if you look at everything the Wizards and Caps put out today, there's 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 Virginia Tech logos on everything. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I'm I'm excited about that. And you know, again, from an academic standpoint, for for what it could mean would be amazing, but I don't have any of the answers. All I know is that a lot of students and fans are are texting, and I don't know. But I I certainly am uh, empathetic to people that live in D.C. that are not going to have to take the yellow line to see a Wizards game. Yeah, no, great stuff, Bill. I appreciate you going back and forth with me. You bet, buddy. Yep. Talk to you again next week. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan.